Welcome to Sliding Doors, the podcast that delves into the decisions and moments that shape our lives. I am Jenny Becker, and throughout my life, career and relationships, I've always been fascinated with the notion that everything happens for a reason, alongside my love for the 90s movie classic, Sliding Doors. Have you ever really thought about those moments that shaped your life? Those decisions that could have gone either way in the opportunities presented to you? What if you had taken that job? or told that person in high school how much you liked them. Each episode, I will talk to some amazing people from all walks of life and chat about their sliding doors moments. We will reflect on how a decisional moment changed the course of their lives and how things might have looked if they had never happened. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. My guest today is Rachel Stevens. Rachel is best known as a former member of the pop sensation S Club 7. Alongside this, she's also had her own successful solo career, was a finalist on Strictly Come Dancing, and has starred on stage and screen. Born in London, Rachel always had a love of style and fashion and attended the London College of Fashion, where she received a business degree. But in 1998, after a chance meeting, she joined S Club 7, where the group rose to fame and the rest is history. In five years, the band had four UK number ones, four albums, four UK tours, 11 singles, and sold over 14 million albums worldwide, also starring in their own movie, TV series and won two Brit Awards. With hits such as Bring It All Back and Don't Stop Moving, these timeless pop classics are still loved by us all today. After the band, Rachel went on to have her own success, releasing two studio albums as well as being a judge on The Voice Island. And in 2008, she stole our hearts every Saturday night on Strictly Come Dancing. 
Today, she focuses most of her time bringing it back to her roots and love of fashion, inspiring us with her effortless style content and outfit picks, and collaborates with many famous brands, as well as being a wife and mum to her two lovely daughters. I couldn't be more excited to have her on the podcast as someone who I've always loved and admired and really cannot wait to chat about her life and Sliding Doors moments. Welcome to Sliding Doors, Rachel. That was so lovely. Thank you. Was it strange to hear all those things and like reflect on like, I mean, you achieved so much with S Club 7. It was really strange. I was like, God, I was busy, wasn't I? (laughs) (laughs) It was really lovely. Um, And so for all those people that kind of haven't been following you since the S Club days, what kind of are you doing at the moment? What have you been doing since your time in the band? Um, Well, the last few months trying to stay sane, (laughs) (laughs) homeschooling and um, keeping a a sort of happy home as much as possible. The girls have kept me really busy. Um, And yeah, just loving uh, working with my Instagram, um, working with some great brands and trying to juggle work and home, you know, in this it's time trying to sort of have a creative outlet as well as homeschooling and, and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's been a busy, busy few months. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely kind of come full circle for you in a way. It kind of, you know, we mentioned there that you did a degree in fashion and now that you're, you know, you use your Instagram and you ha- produce amazing content and style. Like, do you sometimes feel kind of like you're now living a bit more of the dreams that you had when you were younger? Yeah, I do actually. I mean, I love, I, I love, have, I find Instagram um, a very creative outlet and I find mm-hmm. it a really, um, I love how it connects you to like-minded people and you are introduced to so many amazing businesses and creatives and it's just a fantastic outlet I think um but yeah I've always loved fashion ever since I was tiny um when I used to go into my grandma's um my grandma used to be in fashion and be a manageress of this really gorgeous boutique that was where near where she lives and I always used to go and hang out there when I was really little and I just my mum and my grandma were always very um into clothes and yeah we always just I just used to be around it all the time and yeah so yeah it feels lovely now to be in a position where I can create and build my own sort of outlet and it's you know it's I'm learning all the time and yeah it's just it's so important isn't it to create something you're passionate about totally totally and it means it's authentic as well and we all love looking at your style with all the things you've done, acting, singing, theatre, you've done some modelling, what's kind of, I mean, you've kind of mentioned it there, but what's the favourite thing that you've done, but also what gives you the most fulfilment? I'm really lucky that I've had the opportunity to, like you said, do so many different things. Um, But yeah, one of my favourite things that I do now um, is, is I I just love, I love, I love styling actually. And I think, I'd have sort of found if I'd have like we were saying talking earlier fashion my fashion career in the early days was really short-lived before I got into the band but um, it would have been really interesting to see where it would have taken me and what where I would have found my passion but I love styling outfits together I think I think style is such a expression of who we are it's like we yeah. were saying earlier wasn't it when we put our clothes on it's like our armor you feel it's very empowering and you feel very it's very it's a real expression of who we are I think um and I find it really creative and I just love clothes I love um, 
I love the way it's designed. I love the fabrics that are used. I love the whole sort of creativity of, of clothes and how it makes you feel when you, you put an outfit on an outfit you love on. So yeah, I love styling outfits together um, and pieces together. I love our high street. I think we've got the best high street in the world for fashion. I think we're so lucky that, um, and it's getting better and better all the time. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of just loving being in, trying to create a sort of fashion business for me because it's it's such a passion. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I'm someone that lies in bed at night and thinks about what I'm going to wear the next day and gets really <laughs> excited. Yeah, me too. And is, don't you, do you, do you plan what you're going to wear? Uh, for the next for the day are you that organized person oh I am I used to have a specific rail that had my clothes for the week on that I choose I'm not as organized anymore but no I get excited the night before about what I want to wear and how it's going to make me feel and you know it is such an expression of who we are yeah me too um, it's, it's, it's empowering when you put something on you feel like yeah, feel like me you know yeah, so, isn't it definitely and I mean we can't not talk about S Club and your solo career. I mean, this week as well, you uh, you launched uh, your crooner sessions with Gary Barlow, which was so good. Was that a really nice thing to do? I love that. He's he's just such a lovely person. And I yeah, it was so, um, oh, it was lovely. God, yeah, getting to sing with him. It was- so do you, do you miss the days in S Club? I mean, it, as we said before, like we all forget things when we're younger and it was like a part of like your youth, but is it something that you miss um, or do you feel like it was what it was at the time and now you're kind of evolving into more of, as you said, like who you are and expressing yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, I can't believe it was actually talking of LAX. I can't believe that was nearly 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. I mean, when I hear S Club being talked, you know, talks about being that long ago, that makes sense. But my own stuff, I'm like, what? How is that? <laughs> yeah, so crazy. But yeah, it does. It feels. It was. It was. Um, I don't. I don't miss it because it was. It was just part of my sort of my history, in my life. But yeah. um, I loved being part of something. It was something really special, and I loved. Um, yeah, I just love being part of it. And I was really proud to be a part of something that um, was really special. And we were a team and, you know, it was, it was, it was a, it was a great, um, amazing experience. Yeah. And I was actually speaking to my sister um, about talking to you on the podcast. And I think, I think when we were younger as well, we met you guys before a concert one time and I, I'm sure I've got a picture of me and you somewhere, which I will dig out one day out, yeah. and send to you. But um, we were saying like, you know, it was, you just produced happy music that makes people feel good. And I guess it was really in those days of pop when pop was just such a brilliant, a brilliant thing. And it was probably just such a really nice time to be in the industry. Yeah. I mean, it was such a musically pop was so innocent, wasn't it? It was yeah. just, and especially our music. Yeah, it was. And there isn't really any music like that today, you know, but that's how music is. It evolves. It's yeah. like, evolves and it changes but yeah it was so of that moment um and yeah sometimes when I mean it's lucky that my kids love my music that's why I love that a bit awkward if they didn't (laughs) (laughs) um but there have been times when when they were a little bit younger or now but the music will come on or bring it all back for instance and the, the message in the music is so positive and so and I actually feel emotional when they're hearing something that I was a part of that is so um so uh 
inspiring I think yeah. the, the lyrics and the how you know the the you know it's it is lovely and yeah I do get a bit teary it's so funny you say that I literally have written here that I I listened to bring it all back a couple of weeks ago and the words of that song are just actually brilliant like I didn't realize it when I was younger but every single line is such a good message it's like even with they're like everything happens for a reason and you know it's and it is brilliant it's as you get older you can still appreciate the words of the song no exactly I mean when I what I was what 19 20 when I sang that song and yeah it was always but now I'm a mum and I'm you know I I listen to the lyrics I'm like oh my god it's so yeah it is what what is your favorite S Club song Oh, my favorites, yeah, my favourites are Don't Stop Moving and Never Had a Dream Come True. Yeah, brilliant ones. But they um, all hold, they're all really special. They all hold really like amazing uh, memories, you know. Yeah, I bet they do. And I guess when, was it kind of quite strange when the band did end? Because, I mean, being in a band of seven people is kind of like a like a very different thing anyway. Was it strange to start doing then things on your own? It was so strange. It was so strange. I mean, we'd gone from such an intense time together of literally being together pretty much. I mean, we didn't really have that many days where we weren't working. Um, And they, you know, it was an intense five or so years. And then it literally was like the last day in the office. We did, I remember it, it was so weird. Like we did a TV show and that was it. That was our last TV show and we did our last single and yeah, it was just done. That was it. And then we all went off and that was the end. And it was the most yeah. bizarre, bizarre thing. There was no like um, big sort of party or anything like that. It just yeah. kind of ended, which is kind of really crazy. When I look back now, if I'd have sort of been myself now, I'd have gone, oh my God, we need to throw a big like. Yeah you know, leaving party or whatever. And, you know, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. And was it nice when you did kind of get, have the, I mean, I thought the reunion was like two years ago. It was, that was even nearly like 10 years ago or whatever now. It's just bizarre, isn't it? So was it nice to kind of bring, um, bring it all back, pun intended. And was it nice to kind of come back together? It was, it was really great actually. Um, Yeah, it was, I mean, I I can't believe that was six, six years ago, five now um but yeah it was I mean it was it was lovely that all the sort of fans were like it was it's so music is such a great thing for people isn't it that nostalgia and you really felt that and it was it was lovely to get up there and and perform again and experience it a little bit older and yeah hopefully and yeah so it was it was great Oh, I love that. And I can't not talk to you about Strictly. And actually, Strictly, I mean, again, Strictly was such a long time ago, but you you really are in the Strictly Hall of Fame. I mean, I still literally, your rumba is still oh. etched in my memory. But what was your favourite part on being on Strictly? Because again, that was something that you did on your own, but must have been like the most exciting slash nerve wracking thing to do. Something about that show, I don't know. It was just the most scary thing. Um and I think, you know, when when you go onto that show and you've been part of a pop group, people think, oh, you know, she's fine. She can do But I've I'd never ever trained as a dancer or singing. I'd never had any training um, and went to drama school or anything like that. So I kind of went into the industry really green and not I just totally learned on the job and winged my way through, you know, yeah. through it. Um 
which I think is sometimes the best way to do it, getting to do uh, some incredible dances uh, and working with Vincent, who is just the most incredible dancer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my favourite dances were definitely the rumba and I loved all the dramatic sort of emotional dances the best. Um, yeah. I love the waltz and... Um, the tango. I just love the magic of Strictly. I love like, again, like the style, the clothes, the expression, but I mean, it's like a dream of mine to go on Strictly, but I always think, you know, that moment when you're stood there and they like call you to the floor, I cannot even imagine the anxiety you must feel of being like, I can't remember what I'm doing. It's so scary. It's probably (laughs) one of the scariest things I've ever done because I was so out of my comfort zones, you know, um, and you get so invested in the show because you your sort of four days to um, learn the, the dance. And because you, you're doing it with a partner, you you become so like, you want to do well for them. And, yeah. you know, it, you become so like invested in it. And forget the part of the thing that you're going out in front of. Millions, million yeah. <laughs> every Saturday night. And I don't know, your strap and your boob could pop out. Or yeah. <laughs> You just don't know what's going to happen. Live TV is a very special thing. Oh, it really is. But actually, you know, you learn so much. I le- I think you, I learned a lot doing that show, you know. Yeah. Um, and actually it doesn't, I think things like that don't really matter. No, and you probably learn a lot about like your, as you say, like self-confidence, but also what, you know, what you can actually achieve as, a, as an individual. Yeah. And you've just, I think whatever you do in life, you've just got to throw yourself into it and put yourself into it. And, you know, I think I got, I got I halfway, well, half, as I got on, as I went on, I felt more and more comfortable, but I was so like, I've got to get the dance and get all the technicalities right. And actually the thing that's most important about any form of expression is just putting yourself into it. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just like, yeah. Going and enjoying and have, it. Enjoy it and just um, have fun. And if you fall over, who cares? It I know, really it's so matter. true, isn't it? Like, you, you know, you, when you really think about the worst case scenario, it, no, you know, touch wood, no one's going to die, nothing's going to happen. And the yeah. more you enjoy yourself, the more, you know, as you say, yeah. you will come out. Um, you, fall over, you get back up and you do it again. You know? Exactly. Oh, no, I love John Strictly. Um, so before we go into talking about your moments, I, I always kind of ask each of my guests, um, what are your kind of beliefs and thoughts around the concept of fate, everything happening for a reason and kind of the sliding doors concept as it is? Um, I believe in that so much. I think things happen for a reason. I think we go through life experiences for a reason to learn certain things that we need to learn. I think we meet people that we're meant to meet. I think it's all, it's such an interesting thing, isn't it? The sliding doors moment yeah. for a life. You know, you think I, you know, you think about if I didn't do that, where would I be now? It's certain one, like a, a minute's decision can change your direction, your life and people who you meet can change your direction of your life. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It really is. And I think what I love doing in the podcast is sometimes reflecting back on those moments. As you say, like, you don't really think about it until you look back of like how one thing led to another. And I mean, your moments specifically are quite like big things that happened that led to even bigger things. Yeah, they really are. I mean, and do you think kind of what's your because I know that you're someone that obviously puts a lot of hard work and dedication in what you do, but do you think there is kind of a mixture of luck, but then what you make out of the luck that you're given? 
yeah, I definitely, I think it's a real mixture, a mixing pot of everything. I think you get given opportunities in life. Um, it's a, absolutely a little bit of luck thrown in there. Um, and what you do with it, I think, you know, you get given these opportunities and you just have to take them, grab them. Um, what's, that, what's that expression? Someone can show you the door, but you have to open the door. So, you know, it's that. Exactly, have- exactly. Um, so Rachel's given given me two moments and we're going to let her off because they're quite big and life-changing and it actually gives us a bit more time to delve into them so I'm going to get right in and literally love this one so you were going to Sony for lunch where your brother worked um, and you were approached by a producer who asked if you could sing um, and it was really the start of your career in the music world so so much to ask but do you want to kind of just set the scene of where you were why you went for lunch how they approached you yeah, um, I so I was working at um, as a receptionist at a film production company, uh, one of my first ever jobs, and I was so broke, <laughs> I had no money, and my brother worked at Sony in the canteen, so I would go for a free lunch there um, every, I can't remember if I went every day, I mean, I, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I went there one afternoon, and I got approached by two producers and they literally just came up to me and said can you sing that's all I really remember and I was like I mean every child I mean I remember being at Kylie concert um I mean I was obsessed with Kylie growing up and I looked up at that stage and I remember saying to my mom that's what I'm gonna do one day you know every child we we literally do we all like stand in the mirror with a hair but like makeup dances with your friends like we all want to be a pop star at some point totally so I was like yeah (laughs) um and yeah I, I got a couple of days later I went into the studio and started recording for something I didn't know anything about S Club at the time um and yeah just started recording and they wanted to hear how I sounded and um so that went on and I recorded a couple of songs and was really excited and it was all like really exciting again still didn't know about S Club and then these producers worked with Simon Fuller Mm -hmm. um who was putting together S Club at the time and Simon had asked they'd obviously been talking and Simon had asked oh why don't you come down to this party he was having a big world cup party at a hotel and there was loads of people there and I went, uh, went and I remember meeting him and we talked for about a little bit of time and and that was it. And I went off and, you know, and then a couple of weeks later, I didn't think anything of it. And a couple of weeks later, I got a phone call from Simon saying, I'm putting together this band. Do you want to be, would you like to be in it? I mean, it was literally just the most. Oh my gosh. And I was like. I can't even remember what I said. It was <laughs> the whole, I mean, the whole experience was a bit blurry at the beginning stage. And I remember calling the producer who I'd first met, who I'd been recording with. And I, and he said, you have to do this. This is going to be, don't worry about what we're doing. Go for this. This is, this is going to be amazing. And that's it. The rest is history. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just incredible to hear it this way because it, you know, it's that like, what happens if you hadn't have gone for lunch that day with your brother? Um, And I know that we were speaking before about your love of fashion and you did do a degree at the London College of Fashion and wanted to get in there. And 
obviously we all want the chance to be a pop star in our lives but when you kind of first were approached did you ever kind of think oh I'm not sure like I really do want to take the road to fashion is this the right thing to do or were you just kind of like you know what let's just try it um I just went for it I didn't even yeah I mean I hadn't like I said I hadn't really been working in fashion for long I was so young I mean I was 19 and um it was a bit of a strange time as well personally I was going through a lot my parents had just split up we just lost our family home that I'd lived in all my so there was a lot of changes in my life at that time and a lot of uncertainty and um emotionally I was quite unsettled and um and it was almost like oh my god I mean so like you said I mean who doesn't every little every child's dream to be a pop star at some point in their life and so there was all that excitement and adventure and like, oh my God, this is so exciting. But also it was like a bit of, um, it was an escapism as well. Yeah. Like, um, and I wasn't, well, I hadn't, I wasn't, hadn't found a job that I was super passionate about yet. I was mm-hmm. so still kind of finding my way as well. Um, and yeah, I, I knew that this was an incredible opportunity and I was like, I'm just going to roll with this and just go with it. And see what happens yeah I mean thank god you did because you know even though S Club 7 may have existed it wouldn't have existed with you and each one of you like makes the band and I I mean I can't even think about S Club without you in it um it would have been a different thing totally and so were you what kind of number of the band were you like were you the first one in it were you the third I was five okay yeah and actually S Club um was going to be five and okay. So it was um, Hannah, John, Tina, and Paul. I was number five. Yeah. And then Joe and uh, Bradley joined a little bit later. Um, but yeah, I remember meeting at Pineapple, Hannah, because we we spent a lot of time like hanging out, getting to know each other, doing dance classes, and at Pineapple and way before we went off to record our first album. So we did a lot of, we had a lot of time like hanging out and just getting to know each other. Um, but yeah, and then, and then, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a five piece at, the, at that point. Oh, I love that. Cause like, so, I mean, Seven is quite, I mean, no, there's not really been any other, I mean, successful bands definitely that have been more than five. So it just must've been, I mean, I can only imagine at that age how exciting the whole thing was. And as you say, you just threw yourself in, like, you know, you started with a, you had a TV series. I mean, you did everything. We did everything. Yeah, we really, really did. <laughs> um, yeah, so the first thing we did was record our album. Um, so I remember we'd go off to Sheffield and we'd spend a lot of time there um, recording our album. And then once the album was put together, we went off to Miami and filmed. Obviously, I'm cutting all of that very, very yes. short. <laughs> um, we, yeah. And then we went off to Miami to film the TV show. And then pretty much after that, the TV show was launched. Pretty much we spent we were in Miami and we were there for eight weeks six to eight weeks filming and then pretty much I, I we got back from Miami and I remember having my 21st birthday so and then pretty much yeah a lot not long after that we launched and yeah. all back was amazing it was like it was such a yeah it was just Brilliant. And it's so nice that you actually got time to get to know each other and actually it obviously is one of the big reasons why you were a success because you did 
you know, even though you were maybe acting or whatever, you could tell the bond that you all had and that you were friends. Um, and I mean, I still just keep thinking like, do you, do you actually ever think what happens if I hadn't have met those producers that day? Totally. Yeah. It's just so, if I hadn't have gone to, if I hadn't been broke and gone, <laughs> gone for a free lunch and yeah, if I hadn't have, yeah, said, yes, I'd love to, you know, um, and also if I hadn't have said, I'll go and meet Simon and go yeah. to the party and um, yeah, there's so many things that I could have just, or I, I might not have been able to have gone for whatever reason. And, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's not even worth thinking about. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have had um, <laughs> Rachel and S Club. And then, so you had your amazing career in S Club um, and then that came to an end. And did you kind of ever, and you went solo after that for a little bit, did you ever kind of know the plan and the path you wanted to take after? Did you ever think, oh, actually, I do want to go back into fashion or were you, did you have the bug of wanting to perform on stage? I I knew I wanted to go on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't even a question. I didn't even question it at all. Um, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I was very fortunate that, um, I decided to stay where it just kind of all aligned really like LAX um, was going to be my first. It just kind of happened really. um, Yeah, it was all aligned pretty much. And it wasn't long after S Club that I went and did my, had my first solo release. So it all happened really quickly Um, and I wouldn't have changed it. But in hindsight, I think I was so used to just going, 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 going. There wasn't really much time to sort of reflect and think. And it was so very like fast paced, really. The whole, the way we worked, you know, we we were either doing a TV show, recording an album, promoting an album, photo shoots, then a movie, then another album. Then I mean, it was just rolling, rolling, rolling all the time. And at that time as well, it was all the Saturday morning TV shows, SMB. And I mean, it was amazing time, but it was it was also very, very fast. And part of me, I mean, I, I love being busy. I'm someone who loves, I'm so career driven as well. And I, I, yeah. I love being busy and working and, but gosh, life's all about balance, isn't it? And yeah. it, was, it was crazy. And we were young and like, just, just go, go, go. So I didn't actually take much, there wasn't much time to reflect and I think, think like, what do I want to do? I just, just went. Just and did it. Just did I mean, it. I guess as well, like, you know, you grew up in the industry, you know, you, you said like before you did kind of meet those producers, you just started your, you know, world of work and you didn't know any different. And actually, you know, you probably, Esca was what you knew when you were young and learning and you probably just thought, you know, keep going, keep going. And actually you, it's so probably only a bit later that you were like, actually slow down. What do I want to do? Absolutely. Um, and like I said, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I was so, it was such an amazing experience to do my solo stuff. But actually I did get a bit, now I look back, um, I did get quite burnt out mm. and I didn't really, I just went, I just kept going and I just, yeah. um, but emotionally as well, because I think, you know, I've, I, I talked about it not a couple of weeks ago when I was on um, Loose Women, you know, when I first got into S Club, I, there was a lot emotionally going on. So mm. in a way S Club was kind of an escape from, totally going on um and yes I went into the band young and quite emotionally vulnerable as well so growing up quite publicly Mm -hmm. I became quite um protective and guarded and and like um 
because we were so used to, I was so used to just um, going out there and putting on the show and the smiles. And when, of course, that's not real life. We're all like human with all so many different layers and things going on. So it was a bit confusing as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was an incredible distraction. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. just, but with that comes the opposite side, which means that you can kind of push down everything else that's going on. So um, yeah, so there there was a point where I was just like burnt out. Yeah. And listen, it's just your path. As you say, like you probably subconsciously and unconsciously were pushing things away, but that's because everything else was really good and it was a nice way to kind of live. And actually you just lived your path a different way to other people. Some people do that earlier. Some people figure it out later. Um, And if you hadn't have done all those things, maybe you wouldn't be where you are today. So it it definitely all leads us to somewhere. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, Moving on then to your second moment, which again... I love it. Um, Bumping into your husband in your late 20s after not seeing each other for years and the rest is history. So you were boyfriend and girlfriend a lot when you were younger. I mean, you know, when you grow up in the same social circles and, you know, the term boyfriend and girlfriend doesn't mean that much when you're younger anyway. Um, And then you kind of lost contact around the age of 16. Um, So kind of what happened? When when did you start to reconnect? So... Uh, when, when we when we met again years later. Well, yeah, like, so what was your relationship like? Actually, let's go back. What was your relationship like when you were younger? Um, so I was besotted with him. We were 12. <laughs> and all I remember is his, like, floppy curtains. Oh, the David uh, Beckham curtains. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I I was, we were boyfriend and girlfriend, like you said, very loosely. <laughs> to, <laughs> like, we went out with each other for, like, four weeks, which is a long time when you're 12. Oh, such a long time. And, and just all it consists of is calling each other up saying, will you be my boyfriend? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And perhaps a slow dance like yeah. that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, and then, yeah, we were in the same, we used to go to the same youth club. We had same friends and same social circles. And then we'd kind of lose contact along the way. And then we went out on another date when we were like 16 and then 
yeah, and then we lost contact. Um, so he was always in my life on and off yeah. in our early teens. And then years and years and years and years went by and I was in shopping in Selfridges and um, we bumped into each other. And at that point I was, I had sworn off men. I was like going off to LA. I'd just come out of quite a long relationship and I just wanted to be single. And I was, yeah, going off to LA to just, um, and yeah, we just reconnected and we went out for a coffee and we just got chatting again. And I was like, this is lovely, you know, just an old friend. Um, and that was it. And then we just kind of, I mean, it happened very, very slowly. Yeah. Like I said, I was just, I was going off to do my thing and, you know, um, but yeah, it was, and he, he actually followed me out to LA um, and we ended up spending a lot of time out in LA and getting to know each other again. And yeah, the rest is history. Oh, I love that so much. And I mean, did you keep in touch at all during your days in S Club or was it kind of just like, you know, he was like a, a boyfriend from younger years a special boyfriend from like he was always really ha- had a special place in my heart but yeah we didn't see each other speak to each other at all it was really bizarre and also we lived quite near each other um and our paths never crossed in those years that we hadn't yeah but then actually I was off you yeah, know yeah you weren't even here <laughs> I was all over the place you didn't even know what country I was in to the next so yeah so and then, yeah, it was just, that's, it is such a great, I really do, a weird thing that Alex says, and I think Alex is a little bit, he, he's a little bit psychic, but he said when he was walking into Selfridges that he knew he was going to bump into me. No. Yeah. I mean, how weird is that? He he was like, I know, or he said, I know I'm going to bump into someone, I'm going to bump into someone. So when he bumped into me, he knew that it was, wasn't that's weird. Sad. Oh, I believe in all that stuff. I get, I get the the sixth sense of things. Yeah. Me and my mum always say we know, but I mean, it really brings up a, an important thing. Like timing is everything, and I really believe this because I was thinking about it. And do you kind of feel almost like you both needed to go off in your, you know, early twenties? Like we change so much when we're in our twenties, and I think you know, I mean, I remember being in a relationship in my early 20s and thinking you know that was it gonna get married at 25 and da 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 and you think you're really old and listen there's nothing wrong with that but we aren't really that developed and mature yet and do you think you both having that time away was like a really important thing to bring you back together oh my gosh so much yeah it's so yeah I mean yeah like you said everything works differently for the individual doesn't it but yeah for me personally I needed to go and just um, and I, and I, he would have, he would say the same for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think as well, again, the cliche of when you're not looking, things kind of come to you. And as you say, like you weren't really looking at the time and it kind of, and probably because it presented it itself to you in such a different way. I mean, do you even remember why you were in Selfridges that day? And like, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just having a little mooch around and yeah, it was just lovely. It was just nice to see him and I, I yeah it, I, I was yeah it's interesting I was like I wasn't looking for it at all and it's it, that's when it I they say it does happen yeah it? definitely um, so yeah I, I'd sworn off men at that point um and there he comes you know um but it was quite a slow process we it took you know we we really sort of slowly and I think we both knew that we'd had that special sort of connection and foundation and we knew that 
it was you, you know when you just know you just yeah know. and that's why I think it happened really slowly because we knew that this this could be as as time went on knew it could be yeah the- and you know what? It must have been so nice for you and humbling because you you'd been in the industry for so long, and you know, listen, you meet amazing people, and you're in the spotlight. Your relationships are in the spotlight. And was it just quite nice to be like, oh my gosh, like it just brings it all back to that kind of innocence before you even were known by anyone? Uh, exactly, um, and someone who I knew from my childhood, and yeah, there, there was that. It was just re- it was just really lovely to see him and and see an old friend you know yeah and that was that was it and you know Alex was coming to the end of a very long relationship as well so not neither of us were yeah you no know, when you first meet someone you know but yeah the pressure's it, off slightly because you're just kind of connecting rather than yeah. thinking yeah we both come out of long relationships so it was just really nice to sort of reconnect and then um spend that time in LA where we really got to sort oh. of spend together and, and hang out and really like get to know each other again I miss uh, LA so much oh did you spend a lot of time yeah out? well LA was the last holiday I went on last year um I yeah. went to Joshua Tree and like I, my friend lives there so I go and it's, it's such a special place isn't it it really is isn't it there's something really there's something in the air there I don't know yeah there is a real feeling there is it's a special place no there really is and I think you know if you think about it as well if you guys had maybe stayed together in like, and then you'd got into the band, I mean, it, you wouldn't have been able to sustain a relationship and probably would have, you know, broken all the kind of really great connections that you had together. So, I mean, it also has a really great parallel to the film, which obviously I love the film because, you know, the two lives that Gwyneth lives, she ends up with the guy in both of them. And it kind of, the message is very much, you know, you will always find the right person. You may just take you a different way to get there. Like, do you do you now believe kind of, I mean, obviously you do because you're married, you've got two lovely ch- daughters. Do you kind of believe that kind of it would have happened either way? Yeah, I do. I really do. Because also I think, I think we're meant to be with the people we're meant to be with to learn from each other as well. Oh, totally. And I think our children as well. I mean, since having children again you learn a whole load more of lessons you Mm -hmm. know and your children also mirror you slightly as well for you to sort of learn more it's like a constant um learning isn't it you're constantly learning about yourself and how you can be the the best person you can be and I really do believe that in relationships Definitely. And we were speaking a bit about this before. And I think as well, it's it's always good to point out that you can have sliding doors moments with relationships with anything that actually are bad experiences, but you learn the good, like all the relationships I've had, obviously the heartbreak is horrible, but you learn something about yourself and about what you want. And you can reflect back and be like, you know what, that was in my life for a reason. That those moments are so important. And all relationships, I mean, no relationships are obviously perfect. They're ups and downs and Mm -hmm. you, you learn how to sort of ride them. You learn about the other person. You learn, like you said, what you want, what you need, how to sort of communicate that with your partner. And so, yeah, it's a constant, um, learning. I have to say, I'm very much looking forward to him going back to work on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I think if you can get through lockdown, it says a lot about your relationship. So it's good. But no, but I think we're not we're not built to be with each other 24 seven. You do need to go off and do your own things and, you know, have your own time to then be able to come and appreciate each other. 
that's with exactly and yeah I think that's why this time has been an intense time when you you know because you are exactly you're meant to just have your own time and come back together and go how was your day what have you yeah. and get excited to see each other um so what is what's next for you like I know like as we said before like your your kind of style and fashion is like a really big part but do you have kind of big big aspirations coming up are you still gonna kind of do some performing and singing um I'm really lucky with the performing and singing side of things because um like projects so not long ago before this last lockdown I had the opportunity to do a cabaret um at Proud yes yeah yeah no I I saw you yeah so that was another experience that I've never I've never experienced that kind of um show before so that that sort of gave me a little uh insight into that world of cabaret and that so that was really fun so I get to experience performing um every now and again but it's just trying to you know trying to make trying to make work work around my family Mm -hmm. and obviously my kids and can't they're my like first and then it's kind of making sure everything works around it so that's really lovely on the sort of performing side of things um but other than that there's so many things I want to do I mean one thing for sure is I want to do my I want my own um fashion brand my own fashion I want to design my own Uh, fashion range because that's something I've always wanted to do so that's a work in progress right now um so that's really exciting um working with some really lovely brands that's also lovely because you know when you work with brands who you admire who I admire and get to collaborate with and create together and so that's lovely so yeah just um I'm excited for Monday to get my kids back to school and then I can kind of have some space to also think a little bit more about get things get organized again I felt like I've been a bit all over the place just trying to juggle and you know everything get get your lists back out but no I love that and and I think that you know do you do you also think now you're you're someone that I mean do you do you find yourself saying yes to things more or saying no to things like do you do you kind of really take the time to think actually what do I want to do it's really interesting actually I'm learning that more now than ever Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm yeah I'm someone who's always been used to working so much um obviously my work's changed so dramatically since my solo stuff years ago is totally different but yeah, I've really been, that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently because, you know, you, there's so many wonderful brands out there and businesses and, you know, lots of people will approach and say, would you do, you yeah. know, and it's such a lovely thing and it's so lovely to sort of support small businesses and, and creatives and, but yeah, you have to, it has to be, um, I think it's just really important to be authentic and that's something that's really important to me. Um yeah so yeah I think it's important to say no as much as you say yes 100% because yeah and then you can give your all to something you don't want to say yes to everything just to be nice and then not be able to to pull through quite learning that I think it's such a learning and you're like oh actually that is lovely but that's not I'm not going to be able to give my all to that Mm -hmm. yeah oh the power of no honestly it's it gets you through it really does it, it really, really does yeah. um oh Rachel th- well thank you so much for saying yes to this because it's been so lovely to chat to you um I still 
your moments are so good. And I still cannot imagine S Club 7 without you. So I'm very, very glad that you had no money and you went for lunch with your brother. Um, and thank you for being so open and honest. Um, and it's been brilliant to have you on. Oh, I've loved it. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Rachel. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sliding Doors. If you've enjoyed our chat and found it inspiring, I would love it if you could rate, review, share and subscribe. Thank you so much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.